Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to Everything New York Giants podcast with your host, me, New York Giants fangirl, Adriana. I'm super excited. I got two thirds of the New York Revival gang here today. Super excited to have you guys. Thanks for joining me. Go ahead, do a quick little intro, tell everyone about Revival for those of them who don't know, and then we're going to talk Giants. Oh, listen, I'm going to just defer this right over to Hefe, can I? Or if you don't mind, that is, brother. New York Revival is led by Eli Rax. He's the star. <laughs> he is the MC. He is he is truly the electricity of this show. Um, Eli Rax, myself, El Hefe, and Mr. Glass Half Full. He's Spiro. So the three of us are New York Revival. Um, it's not just sports, it's entertainment. So we will interview hip-hop stars, or people in the media, ex-professional athletes, anybody. And uh, we just have a ton of fun. Like that is just the the underlying theme of all our shows is we laugh, we break balls, we have fun, we talk football, we show funny videos, we do a little bit of everything, but New York Giants is home base for us. Make no mistake. That is how we met. That's That's still the base of our show. And then we just branch off from there. So we're just about having a good time pretty much. Now, let me piggyback off that, because that was just so nice, man. But guys, don't be naive to this gentleman here. If you don't know who he is, you've been living under a rock here, all right? This is El Hefe, a.k.a. White Jersey, <laughs> a.k.a. Blue Jersey, a.k.a. Damn it, Daniel. He does it all. So you want to talk about the leadership here, it's got to be my guy, El Hefe, man. And, of course, with Mr. Glass Half Full and that speed, if you nasty now, all right? Well, this drinks. is New York Revival, man. Like you said, it's our bread and butter, right? So it's not just sports, yeah. it's entertainment, man. But I had to piggyback that, man. This guy, come on. You see how Eli's, you can see how Eli's the star? Like, you can yeah. see how, you can see how this <laughs> happens, it. right? Like, that's, that's hard to Main do. character like energy it. big time. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank hey, you Mike. so much. I get it from these guys. I get it from these yeah. guys, man. We're all, we're all equally bosses, I guess you could say. We'll say that. All right. That, that sounds good, brother. Yeah, we're we are so unprofessional, and I think that's our yes. char- that's our charm. <laughs> that's our charm is that we don't have the best production by any means. Nah. Uh, half of our stuff is unscripted, and just we don't have show notes. We just put the mic on and go. And you you get that feeling because the show is always falling <laughs> off the rails, and then it comes back full circle every time it's just uh we just have a lot of fun adriana is this show gonna be like video too or just audio it'll be on video too oh wow on the old youtube the old youtube the old youtube YouTube. (laughs) that's how professional i am i asked that question three minutes into the show that we're actually doing (laughs) yeah maybe i should have warned you beforehand um i wouldn't have done anything different i was just curious yeah it's all good perfect again i'm sorry adriana do you think So I want to talk about the game on Friday because the Giants walked out of MetLife with a win. My biggest question is for Jeff is do you – you probably don't have any material for Daniel this week, do you? No. I mean, no. His only incompletion was a drop because Waller got popped, and that's going to happen from time to time. It's good defensive play. Jones was perfect. What else else do you – like, that was exactly – I mean, it's so rare for – us as Giants fans to be like, wow, that was pretty much best case scenario, how that first drive went, how the starters looked. But it was. Daniel Jones looked sharp. Every throw was a dart. He was mm-hmm. accurate. He maneuvered in the pocket a little bit differently than we've seen, head downfield, but moving his feet. Like I liked everything I saw. And it was finally seeing, you know, what he's done in camp mm-hmm. brought to the field with some live bullets. And Waller is as advertised. So I saw enough 
um, in that game to feel good about the season, like we've been saying, but like that hit home, I think for a lot of people to see them do that in live action. Yeah. And I think what's great about it is I walked out of that being like, we didn't run the ball. So we didn't even get to see Saquon, which obviously was for the best. We don't want to see him in preseason. We know what he can do, but we didn't see guys like Shep and Wandale. Like there's still so much that we didn't see from this offense. And obviously it's one series. It's not all that much, but I think there's still a big surprise and excitement factor of like, that's the tiniest bit of what we're going to see from the offense this season. Eli, go. Would you like? Oh, no. Listen, man. I mean, to piggyback off Daniel Jones, right? I mean, you want to talk about perfect, right? That That's that's exactly what you need to see with him. I'm not sure if it was uh, Carolina's ones, to be honest with you, but you want to see him beat up on a team that's lesser than. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. right? Do we see Carolina going anywhere this year? I don't. I, I really don't have them like, oh, these guys no. are playoffs. I don't. So you want to see those guys, like Daniel Jones, whoop on teams like that, in lack mm-hmm. of a better word. You know what I mean? And he showed that. Look at yeah. Waller's exactly that guy. We even said, yo, we're going to see a little bit of Bellinger. And guess what? He scored a freaking touchdown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to see that offense actually come and, – and then not only that, a little kudos to the offensive line too, right? Because they held up pretty yeah. well. You know what I mean? As far as that first unit. So you got to give credit where credit is due. But just seeing that from Daniel Jones and that offense is like, okay, ooh, I'm looking at my chops, man. What else? What else you got yeah. there? So And like you said, they didn't unleash anyone else as far as Shep. Shep looked amazing out there. Like the, yeah. the first couple of series he had with the second unit, which that's another story. It's just he looks great. So just imagine if mm-hmm. he does make that team and et cetera. You still got Shep in there. You still got Wandale that's going to come back. So a lot of stuff can happen, man. Like I said, I just love that drive. I love one and done. Score the touchdown. Yeah. Get the hell up out of there. Perfect for me. Yeah, after that drive, what what else do you need to see? There is no reason to even go back out there because you stop there, you guarantee they go into the next week confident and healthy. So, like, that's that's the goal of a preseason tune-up. So, I mean, they only went in one drive, like four minutes, done. But 75-yard touchdown, goodbye. That's it. I'm good. Good night. (laughs) It was awesome. I love it. I think it gave all of us a little bit of, like, all right, we – we, like you said, you know, we've seen this all during camp, but until you actually see it on the field during a game preseason or not, you kind of need that reassurance. Right. And someone else I forgot about is Slayton. We didn't even, we didn't see him out there either, but I don't know if you guys watched the Eagles um, Browns game the night before, but after that game, I was like, Oh my God, we can't play the starters. They had five injuries, two guys wheeled off on stretchers. It was so scary that after every catch with Waller, I was like, call it Dable, get him off the field. We can't run this risk. Like I was panicking. So I would be a terrible coach because (laughs) I'd be like, get him. I'm I'm saying to my husband, who's like not even paying attention. I'm like screaming at the TV. I'm like, get that Waller off the field. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. And then I'm like, like if I were Joe Shane, I would just go back to Saquon and be like, this game is so violent. Just take the $2 million. It's fine. We don't care. It doesn't matter. It's just money. Like as long as you stay healthy, we don't care. It was- that's oh, where, I mean, when players drop like that in preseason, it just sucks. It's, it's That's the worst case playing out is that they need the work, get the reps, and then they're gone. And like yeah. it could happen to any player on any play. And that's what's crazy about the NFL. Yeah. We just got to hope that at least the universe is kind of siding with the Giants this year when it comes to injuries, right? Like, we just got to hope. We got due. a new field. We got a new GM. We got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Like, that that just has to spin a little bit for us, which I'm hoping for. So, I'm just thinking, like, all right, listen, the universe got to work for us, man. No injuries. 
Let's just get through the season, very minimal injuries as possible, and win this damn thing. That's all I'm looking forward to. And the we, depth is trash. Yep. <laughs> we, we, sh- we shouldn't be tempted by Aaron Rodgers playing a drive or two. Like, yeah. no, it's the, the risk is not worth the reward there. Just Dallas is what matters, and we'll we'll worry about Aaron Rodgers later. So, yeah. Agreed. I think that Dable is not going – to play the starters I think he I mean I hope that he saw what he needed to see from what I've seen from some of the beat writers it sounds like just because Rogers playing isn't going to change anything so I'm going to hope that it stays um that way so we have cuts coming up so I want to hear from you guys if you were Joe Shane who would you cut right now oh my god oh for me it's got to be oh. Corey Cunningham I cannot watch him on the field anymore I have seen enough and it is not good you know like what was my yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like Darnay Holmes is a guy that has been driving yeah, people yeah, yeah. crazy, yeah. but he seems to always be on the field too. So if he's gone, are you going to miss having a body? Like sometimes you just need a guy. And uh, I don't know, like he's he's getting beat a lot, but if you don't have a better replacement, I don't know what you're going to do there. So this is tough, man. There's there's a ton of people. The receiver room specifically is going to be the toughest to narrow down, I think. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you was to look at this game like the entire preseason, right? I'd be like Parrot, right? Like Matt Parrot, man. I don't know what the hell. You can't figure it out on the right. You can't figure it out on the left. It's like, bro, the next thing you got to figure it out is the unemployment line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At this point, you know what I mean? Like you're just watching him struggle play after play after play after play. Mm -hmm. It's just like one's enough. But however, you know he's probably going to make the roster because we're so thin there. You know what right. I mean? At this point, it's like, who else can we put there? So, but just watching him is just like, man, it's like pulling the rest of the hair that I have left on my <laughs> freaking head, which does none at all. All right, people? Which is none at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is pulling the last little bit of strand out, just watching him play because he's just struggling out there. He goes back to his old techniques. He's, his feet doesn't, he doesn't move his feet well. His technique is just perfect. Tr- Perk, that would be the guy for me if I had the depth, of course, to, to make this happen. It'd be perk. I'd rather, yeah. yeah, I'd rather sign a free agent and get rid of these yeah. failed these failed projects, right? Right. Like Marcus you Peters is looking for are. a job. I'd rather take a forty year old who's been there and done that and has seen every blitz possible and can help lead. Uh, give me that over Parrot, or you know, if you're looking it for can depth. Do better than Parrot, man. I just like you said, Hef. Give me a veteran, even if he lost a couple steps. I think it's better than Parrot. Like right. I think it's better than Matt. I mean, at this point, unfortunately. Yeah. But now we just got to wait until it cuts and see. But I, I just think any option, because, again, you moved him throughout the line. So at some point, you got to be like, something got to stick, bro. Like, right. you got to figure this out. If something you... has to work for you, and nothing is working. Deuces, get up yeah. out of here. You were, drafted, you were drafted to be an offensive lineman, and you just don't work anywhere on the offensive <laughs> line. So, unfortunately, yeah. you're not athletic enough to try you yeah. anywhere else. This might be the end of the road for you. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that would be fair. I'm with you guys, though. The depth is definitely concerning. But there's been a lot of talk from Giants fans, and apparently he is open to coming back. Do you see any scenario in where Joe Shane bring back, brings back Justin Pugh? I've heard these rumors, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what he's got left in the tank. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not against it. He's coming it. off an injury. Was it an ACL? Yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was a starting offensive lineman for years after he left the Giants. So it's not the player or the person that I'm against. It's just a matter of what he's got in the tank. And if they evaluate him and they're like, oh, he's still got juice left and he would be an upgrade over all these guards we have, I'm not opposed to it. I want the best offensive line we can possibly put together. But you're also a couple weeks out now. 
so chemistry matters on the O-line. So it's it sucks because they keep rotating guys. They can't find the five. They can't find a home for the guards. So um, I'm not against it except for the fact that he's an old injured veteran, which is usually mm-hmm. not the great, best idea. <laughs> and listen, the money better be right. You know what I mean? He yeah. better not come in that and too. demanding like $3 million. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, go take this vet minimum. Let's see what you got. And hopefully another team can pick you up for the following year. You know what I mean? At this point. Yep. So, you know, it, it, I, I'm not against Justin Pugh coming back. I just want to make sure the money's right. And I just think it's just another alternative. And still, to this day, I still think Matt Pert will still be there. <laughs> he just still will be there. That's just, just what it is. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. Well, let me... Well, get, get F. No, I'm you're sorry. on a roll. Go, go. You're let me let me say let me ask this for the room if you don't mind. And I'm just trying to I'm not taking over your oh, show. Please here forgive he goes. me. Here he please goes. Forgive me. I just do this every I don't know why it comes to me. I, I do it on the show. You too. can't help the main why. character energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. But let me ask you this. The fact that we're seeing all these pieces rotated throughout the lines, and it doesn't seem like anyone's getting better, lack of a better word. Is it the coach at this point, or is it the player? Like just watching this over and over, and I'll, and Adriana, please, you you're the smartest one in here. We're not going to pretend that New York Revival that we're these smart guys. We're not. Nah, that's not who. <laughs> that's not who we are. Yeah, that's definitely not why not. people team. <laughs> definitely not. You know what I mean? So, is it, it from your your opinion? Is it the coaching, or the the players are really that bad as far as you know drafting? I for me, it's it's probably. I want to lean towards the players only because I think Bobby Johnson has done a really good job with someone like Evan Neal. You know, John Michael Schmitz already looks really good. He's only been working with Bobby Johnson in the last few months since he's been here. Um, But someone like Joshua Izudu, I mean, he's coming off an injury, so he didn't get a lot of playing time. Like, I also think when it comes to Per Cunningham Davis, like, I think for them, the bigger thing is talent. I think if someone like Evan Neal can't improve, if Joshua Zudu can't improve, then I think it's the coaching because we've seen other guys on this team who are not number one round level talent, but who are playing really well, like Isaiah Hodgins, like Jason Pinnock, you know, so maybe... Maybe with those guys, it is more of a talent thing versus the coaching. But I think you could probably make an argument for a lot of them that it's a little bit of both. That's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's easy to coach more talented guys, right? Like there's probably only very few offensive line coaches that could just take any group and make them effective. You know, like Mm -hmm. Andrew Thomas has been an absolute rock star. So Bobby Johnson has been coaching him too. So like you got to give credit some, some places and maybe the guards just aren't talented enough and he's trying his best to make it work. So I don't know if there's a, a coach out there that can turn Izudu into the guy we hoped he would become, but hopefully it happens. We could use a guard. Yeah. <laughs> use a whole lot. Like the job is yours. If you want it, apparently you don't want it. You're it, doesn't it, up. it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> That's why I, I would be on board with vet minimum for Justin Pugh, because Let's just bring him in, see what he's got. He's another body. He's He has to be better than Wyatt Davis. Like, I just cannot believe that there's no way that Justin Pugh's not better than him, and anyone is probably an upgrade over Davis. So whoever wants to take a bet minimum, just bring him in. Just whoever wants to come in, try it. And another guy, too, that I want to talk about just briefly is Marcus McKethan, because he was drafted last year, offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure he's a guard. 
Um, but he hasn't really played at all. And he just came off the pup list last week. So I was hoping we were going to see him against the Panthers, but he didn't play. So I'm curious if we see him this week, but I, I am hopeful that maybe he's got a little bit of potential and can be better than some of these other guys. Because And I guess what the coaches do will, will tell us all we need to know. The fact that they keep rotating tells us that no one is stealing the job, right? And right. if they, I think, why not have Justin Pugh in for a workout? You don't have to pay him to do that, right? You, you don't need a contract to work the guy out or see if he would be a fit. Because if he is, if he does have another year or two in him, that's a good veteran that can help coach these guys. Who was the right. um, the guard that we had a couple years ago? And I think he either came from the Ravens or went back to the Ravens. But he was like, a oh, really- uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. He, oh, damn it! Here's the one that was Zeitler? doing uh, Is it drills with his Zeitler. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was doing the drills with his wife. I, and, and I uh, thought, yeah, and like, I thought yeah, he was yeah, a yeah. solid. He was a solid he guard, was. and we paid we paid people instead of like we let him go and he went on to continue to be a solid guard so yeah. you got to know when you have something and and keep it around at the same time so you know replacing those guards it shouldn't be this hard like you you right. should be able to find a couple guards or develop your own so we're we're a little bit stuck right there that's and it's going to matter this year you know three out of five is good but four or five out of five is much better yeah <laughs> i think that's how the math goes yeah that it's a little late in the day. This isn't my math hour, but yeah, the hog mollies, right? We'll blame Dave Gettleman for this one. Blame yeah. him for everything. <laughs> when in doubt, exactly. It. I yeah. had this conversation with someone the other day where um, there's been a lot of talk about Jordan Riley, seventh round draft pick, who comes in, gets snaps with the ones as a defensive tackle. I think everyone probably had very limited expectations for him, except for maybe Wink, but. Um, I just look at this draft class alone and the amount of playing time that every single player is getting and the amount of them that are starting. I, I just am like, I don't ever want to hear Dave Gettleman's name mentioned positively again. Like he has never, regardless of what happens with this draft, like I think they're on pace to be really good. Same with the guys they drafted last year, but I'm just like, even if, 50% of these two draft classes hit. Joe Shane is already light years ahead of Dave Gettleman, and it's not yes. even a conversation. What That conversation needs to end, giving Gettleman any credit, because the only late-round pick he hit on was Darius Slayton. If you want to consider that a hit, right? Like, he's been a serviceable right. wide receiver. Let's be honest. He's not a fucking rock star. He's, he's a serviceable mm-hmm. wide receiver. So, yeah, Gettleman hit on top 10 picks year after year. That yeah. is the easiest pick. You have yeah. you have your choice of position, Every single year, right? So, like, don't give him credit for a hit for doing making the easy one. Like, right. the GM makes his money in the later rounds when it gets harder, and like that's but how also you- the amount of first round picks that he fucked up is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, Kadarius Tony, Matt Pert, I think there was Baker. another offensive lineman Baker. who, yes, yeah. these are all first round picks that are atrocious atrocious is right and not, not only that too right you, you start to look at uh O'Shea Zimenez like all these late ones right like you start to see that all the people that he picked even at the beginning all the way to the end is just like dude what the hell was he thinking like mm-hmm. listen I know everyone's more hyped up as like well we signed Daniel Jones and I was a gentleman we signed uh Dexter Lawrence and I was a gentleman we signed this 
I'm like, dude, those guys are stars. Like, you can't fuck right. up that order and that high pick and that. Like, we're talking about all the like, even even Aldrin Smith, I think, right? He's out the league at this point. You know, like, he's right. just out of here. You know what I mean? So they've got him to have a lot of misses before he get hit one. Now, every dog in the, you know, what do they say? Every dog finds a steak dinner in the garbage, you know, from time to time, right? Something so like that, yeah. So he found the steak dinner, right? He found the steak dinner. But guess what? He, he, there's a lot of days he went hungry, right? So, show me, show um, me how many hits. Credit. Not show me, yeah, show me how many hits he had outside of the top 10. Like, um, I I just want to say that I went through this on my Instagram stories last year because I was getting DMs from people who said, stop chitting on Dave Gettleman. He doesn't deserve it. And I was like, oh, honey, I'm going to tell you why he does deserve it. I went absolutely. through every single one of his 32 draft picks. And I would say he hit on a quarter of them. There were eight of them that were either re-signed by the Giants or are like good players in the league. Out of 32... I'm That's like, I, I would have been fired from my job if I only did a quarter yeah. of the work that I was supposed to be doing. And yeah. o- over his tenure, I would bet that he had the most draft equity of any GM during that span. He mm. was in the top picks every year. Yeah. No other GM yeah. had that. So yeah. get out of here with that. And I would say the free agency wise, he brought in Brad Bradbury, he, who was a very good corner who still had plenty of juice left. Obviously, he's still playing at a high level. Other than that, like, the guy handed out horrendous contracts left and right. Yeah. Nate Solder, Kenny Galladay. He fucked up. He mm. fucked us up. He drove us to the bottom of the NFL barrel. Mm. I don't want to he- I don't want to hear a positive word about him ever again. No. Me you just said those names and I just barfed a little bit of my mouth. I don't know if you Terrible saw it, too. but Kenny Galladay and Nate Solder is like the worst signing in New York Giants history ever. But that's, and that's don't forget he hired Joe Judge. Yeah. 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 Like, he and was fired responsible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Pat Sherman. Never mind. I'm even gonna get into. Yeah, that. let's let's. Yeah, you know, we can talk about this. What are we doing? What are we? Yeah, doing? that's We're a whole other topic. I'm getting upset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's focus yeah. on the good stuff. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Pat McAfee's show today, he spoke very highly of the Giants and said that they deserve some more credit. That Daniel Jones looked amazing in the preseason, and he thinks that they're going to have a really good year. And I personally, I think you guys probably agree with this. We like it when the Giants are underdogs, right? Like, keep sleeping on us. Keep saying we're not that good. The coaching staff is not that good, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. But I do appreciate a little bit of respect from someone, especially like Pat McAfee, because typically you don't hear good things about the Giants. And also another thing I noticed, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about this, is a couple ESPN people, I will not name them, (laughs) Tweeted after the game that Dable and Shane did a really good job with the first team offense and they looked really good. And every single comment was, why don't you give Daniel Jones some credit because Brian Dable was not on the field executing. And I just think that Daniel Jones for a lot of people can do no right. And I don't think that's fair. I think he could take us to a Super Bowl. He could be MVP. He could do everything. And people will still say it was the coaching. Yeah. Or whatever they want to say. Uh, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, it's kind of like what Eli went through, right? We didn't yeah. know, like a lot of people were on off with, with Eli Manning until he won su- two Super Bowls. And even then, winning those two Super Bowls, still people were questioning, you know, how good of a quarterback he was. It's still questioning if he can get into the Hall of Fame, right? So I think this Daniel Jones just has that because it's the New York market. And it's just easy for anybody in the media to whoop up on it, the New York market, right? Because don't get it twisted that. New York market is huge. So if they say anything about the Giants, which is the, the pristine team in, 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 the, in the sport, 
They're going to get clicks. They're going to get all the likes and et cetera. So it's just what Daniel Jones just has to go through. Now, credit to, to Brian Dayball. I get why they're using it because we wasn't sure about Daniel Jones when the Joe Judge era was there. We wasn't sure. We were more about, you know, what Sherman could do. We was like, all right, Sherman could develop him yeah. to be something good, and then they let him go. Then we seen him in the Joe Judge. We're like, yo, we don't think we got our guy. You know what I mean? So credit credit to Brian Dayball for making Daniel Jones look as good as he looks right now. But, of course, it's the execution. He's getting better as years goes on in the league. He's smart. You know what I mean? So it's just give it a little bit of time. I just think it goes both, both hands. You know what I mean? But credit to Dayball as well. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, it's definitely not one without the other. Like Patrick Mahomes yeah. is insanely talented. He also has a Hall of Fame head coach and mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame tight end for that matter. Like you, it's never one guy by himself. It was the Brady-Belichick debate for all those years, right? Like it takes both uh, right. to get it done. So I don't care how it happens. And I'll gladly entertain those conversations if we're talking about why do the Giants have so much success? <laughs> like that'll, that'll be different <laughs> for us. Um, but Daniel Jones, I think, he can do it. I think he can lead us deep into the playoffs. And if the Giants keep getting better and stay healthy, why can't they compete? Why Why not? Yeah. I have I have more faith in this coaching staff in, in Dable than I do about any player. And that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you need both. And I don't know. He's got us going in the right direction. And Dable, I think, is one thing Giants fans can agree on at this point is that we have our coach. And Dable is slowly but surely getting more and more respect around the league where ex players are coming out and saying about his genius, how he would set up plays for the second half. Like he's got that mind that you Mm -hmm. want. And there's, I think there's only a handful in the NFL right now who are like truly building offenses that are like, fuck that's smart. Like they're setting up plays. Like they're literally scripting these plays to set you up. And like, we talked about it at camp the first day we went there, the attention that Waller is getting. And I Mm -hmm. think I got to find it. I was looking at it under my account. I think I tweeted it out under revival. But I was like, Bellinger is going to eat this year because Waller needs so much attention that Bellinger mm-hmm. is going to be the forgotten man. And like, yep. he's going to roll in for touchdowns. You saw it in preseason. Like that yep. first drive ended with a Bellinger touchdown. That was exactly what we saw. That Waller was double teamed. If you watch that play, Waller is double teamed. Bellinger yep. just rolled in. And that's what's going to happen. That's the brilliance of having a coach that can set you up. And listen, and Bellinger was cooking last season too, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bellinger before he got, you know, injured, you know, before he injured his eye, he was cooking before then. It was like, okay, we got something here. Then he got injured, unfortunately. But again, like that guy could play. Like he yeah. can play. He can block and he could play. So we can't really sleep on Bellinger at this point either, even though we got Waller. So I, I, I hate it. everything you're saying. Uh, yeah. If I agree. Bellinger is a solid all-around tight end. Like, I don't think he has a flaw to his game, but he's he's not like this elite weapon that you necessarily have to scheme for. He'll just make every play right. he's supposed to make. He's a pro already. But Waller is a dude that you just have to focus on. And, like, that's why I'm excited, man. We didn't even see Waller and, and Saquon on the field at the same time. I know. I can't wait. So this is the perfect segue to my next section where I want to talk about predictions. So... Who do you think is going to have the most receptions? I personally think it's going to be Paris Campbell. I think he's going to be sneaky. And I think that he's going to be one of those guys that on the three, four, five yard plays and the slants, that's who Jones is going to go to. It's only because I'm worried about Shep. I'm worried about the health. So I don't know how much of a factor he's going to be. And I think that Campbell's going to be that guy. Is this wide receivers only? You can include the tight ends. Because our running back was our leading receiver in terms of receptions last year. 
but I think it'll be Waller this year if we're including all positions. Just by the way, he's been peppered with targets every time yeah. he's on the field. You saw in the first drive, like you can't guard him. So his health is the only thing that can stop him, it seems like, because mm-hmm. you can't guard him and he'll lead us in reception. He's going to get seven to 10 targets a game if they keep going like this. You got four targets on one drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know I think what? he's going to end up with the most yards. For sure. Hands down. Yards have to catch too, but that's another debate. Um, I'm going to stick with Saquon, man. I'm really going to stick with Saquon. And uh, the reason why, because defenses after a while is going to kind of scheme for Waller, right? They're going to kind of scheme. So either two people are going to be open, in my opinion. It's going to be Bellinger or it's going to be Saquon Barkley. And I really do think that Saquon is going to eat. Saquon, Saquon, man. Like, at, at the end of the day, that's still Daniel Jones' safety blanket if push come to shove. In this case, the receivers can't get open because, again, we still don't have any really elite receivers out there, right? They mm-hmm. got to be kind of schemed open in a way. You know what I mean? In some cases, unless it's Hyatt. Hyatt is the only one I think that can break open a, a defense any particular time, mm-hmm. and as long with, with Waller as well. But if they scheme around him, I think Saquon's going to be that guy to get those those receptions for us. Not the yardage, but definitely those receptions. I, I say Saquon. Barkley. And they're they're letting Saquon run some more routes this year. That was one thing Just that he talked about. That double we... move. That double yeah. move, man. It's a problem. <laughs> Good luck, linebackers. <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh, Jeff, who do you think is going to have the most yardage? Most yards. Um, I'm going to say Slayton. Okay. Oh, I like that, F. Because he's actually had a solid floor for receiving yards. And when he hits, he usually hits for big plays. So I'll, I'll take the yardage with Slayton. Okay. Eli, are we sticking Ooh. with Waller? No, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna have to, right? So yeah, I, I like that. I like that. You know what? Because he had me almost change my mind a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was like Slayton, like why didn't I think of that? Because the deep balls and etc. But Waller yeah. can do the same as well, especially down the seam, right? So uh, I'm still gonna go with Waller. I think he has. He'll have the most yardage for sure. And um, I even say this. I'll throw a monkey wrench in there. I think he'll have the most touchdowns too. I mean, Waller could be that dude. He could easily yeah. be that triple crown dude I really, for the Giants. I if he really stays, think he will. If he stays healthy all year, he'll probably be the yardage guy too. I just wanted to be cute and come up with a different answer. But like, it's <laughs> Waller is this offense, and like for Saquon to be a, a secondary option is such a good thing for the yeah. Giants' offense. And then you still have Daniel Jones' legs, Don't right? Forget. Well, but the, and then they also have Hyatt and Shep and Wandale and Hodgins. It's just like, I mean, if this line, Pick your poison. you're right. Like, what more could you ask for? All right, speaking of, speaking of DJ, what do you think the over is going to be on his rushing yards? Do you think he's going to go as many as 700 like he did last year? I think it'll nah, be, I say under. Yeah. I'm taking the under. I think so, too. I yeah. think it'll be closer to 500. I think they want to yeah. get that a little more under control, but it's still going to be part of the game. But I just like against Minnesota, they were like, we're going to do whatever we have to do to win this game. Like uh-huh. it's, it's, it's winner go home. So sorry, Daniel, we're, we're running you into oncoming traffic basically as, <laughs> as often as we want. Like you saw yeah. when the game was on the line, they, they gave it to Jones cause they are, there is no stop that, that read option is just deadly mm-hmm. when you have Saquon and now Daniel Jones legs, or he could pull it and, and look at Hyatt screaming across the field or Waller. Like there's options. There's a play that, uh, that Baldy broke down. Where there is legit four options for Daniel Jones to get a first down or more, and like his legs included, maybe five options. There are dudes open everywhere, and like yes, it's Carolina, but it's also like just a little thing of like something to come from this offense, and it, it was built right. off that play action. I totally awesome. agree. I, I, I'll definitely take the under in 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 uh, in DJ because we kind of seen it too a little bit of preseason, right? He was throwing first. 
Like, mm-hmm. he ran unless he had to to try to extend plays. Like, I see Daniel Jones now wanting to extend a play instead of just taking off and running. You know what I mean? So, we're seeing that him develop now into that quarterback that we need him to, like that that pocket guy and take off when need be. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely got to take the under, man. They're, they're not going to have Daniel Jones run a million plays. And, and like you said, Hef, a lesson really matters. Unless yeah, really yeah but you don't want him rushing for over 700 yards no. again. No, definitely not. That's cool that he, he did it. too many other options this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to be, we want to get the deep ball into this, you know, and not put Agreed. our quarterback in, in risk all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one for the predictions DJ over 17 and a half passing touchdowns. Way over. Yeah. Yeah. Way over than that. Way. Okay. I, I got I him 35. I'm going to take 35. Wow, I'm going to give him a number. Did you yeah, say 35? Yeah, I'm going to 35, man. Passing only. That's serious. Passing only. I All right. That's, that's Patrick Mahomes level. I think Patrick Mahomes is the only guy that I went really, over that last year. I really do think Daniel Jones is going to have like an MPV, MPV, MVP performance this season. <laughs> I really do think so. Like, you know how Tiki Barber was like, hey, he's going to be top five in the league? I totally I, – I think he can achieve that. I really do think Daniel Jones is going to be that guy, MVP type level. You're gonna see it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just convinced. I, I just see it. If you, just, that's correct me if I'm wrong. You heard it here first, people. You oh, they will first. <laughs> they will correct you if you're wrong. But if you, if you, if you said the over, like 15 was like not nearly enough. So like if you said yeah. the over under was like 24 or like 25, I would have to like really think about it. But I, I think he gets closer to that 25 mark for me. No, for sure. I have, he got too many options to me. He has but way too many options. He will. And he people... will. He will have some rushing touchdowns, and we. Yeah, we, and Saquon's we were, gonna have rushing and touchdowns. Saquon's gonna have his. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, and hopefully, I don't know. I I think twenty five is closer, but he'll still have five rushing touchdowns, so he might get to thirty total, and I'd sign up for that right now. Yeah. Even in the thirty mark, right? Like you say, he can possibly get to thirty with rushing too. Yeah. Rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. All right. I guess two beacons. Listen, if you're right. Good on you, man. Like, I'll take that, it. Yeah, I think yeah. we'd all love that. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Sign me up. All right, last section. We're gonna do a little rapid fire, this or that. Oh all shit! Right? Hyatt or Slayton? Hyatt. <laughs> Hyatt. Oh, uh, Hyatt. With no context, you just said two names. Yeah, it's just <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. If you had to pick Rapid. one, you only have one option. All right. No questions can be asked, right? Rapid oh, then fire. you know what? I'll, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Slayton. I'll take Slayton. Okay. Shepherd Campbell. Oof. I Campbell. love Shep, man. I love Shep. This is my personal thing. I just love Shep. All right. If they keep a seventh wide receiver, Beasley or Crowder? Beasley. Beasley. Easily Beasley. This is probably an easy one, but I had to throw it in here. Tommy DeVito or Tyrod? <laughs> Tyrod. QB2 DeVito! QB2 yeah. DeVito! <laughs> the best thing is Giants fans love DeVito, and I'm they do. so here for it. It's awesome. It's so much better than play, the man. The guy can play. Look, he's he going to be dressed on the sidelines. You're allowed to have a third QB dressed up. That won't count against your uh, roster spot. So, yeah. um He's going to be there. You never know. Yeah. He can play. I, can I hope play. to God we don't see him once, but Same. you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it's only preseason. Only preseason, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thing preseason. Preseason here, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Joe Shane or Brandon Brown? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Is there a drink? Is there like a... 
Like, can we do that to skip it? I'm going to say Joe yeah. Shane because Joe Shane got Brandon Brown here. Yeah, I'm so, with you. Have, okay. I'll, whatever I have just said. A smart, <laughs> a, a truly that. smart person surrounds themselves with smart people. There you go. That you guy. Go. Yeah. That guy. Now, now who's the leader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drop bombs once in a while. Yeah, I see. I see. That was a good one. Uh, Belton or Pinnock? Um, I think Eli, oh, I thought Eli was frozen. Um, Belton, I love the camp that Belton is having so far, so I'll say Belton. And I realize this is rapid fire, so I shouldn't be talking this much. So, all right, uh, Pinnock, okay, McFadden or Beavers? Beavers, yeah, I guess. I don't really feel strongly about either right now, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Yes, yeah. okay, fair. Um, Cowboys or Eagles? I mean, what are we, what are we saying? Who do I want? To Why are these questions so tough for us well, right now? Well, this one. What do I do with that? Guys, I had to put you on the spot uh, somehow. Cowboys. I'm going to say Eagles in case the underlying question is like, who do you want to burn in hell more? Got you. Got you. That's got really you. where I was going. So that's, that. what, that's okay. what I was thinking. That's why I was taking Dallas. I was like, well, the better one that I have to pick will probably be Dallas because I can't stand the Eagles. I, See, just hate you, I hate them both so so deep down. Deep in my plums. Deep down. I know. <laughs> All right, deep so down in my plums. Two more questions. <laughs> the first one, do we beat the Cowboys week one? Hands down. Yep. I'm saying yes. Hands down. Hell okay. Yeah. Hands I'm down. saying yes. It's, I'm it's optimistic happening. that they the, will. The tide is turning. It's Mike McCarthy's first game calling plays. Dak mm -hmm. is coming off a really bad season. Um, and Tony I think Pollard's the, coming off an injury. Yep. And even if he's okay, he's good. But I, I just feel like uh, the, this Jones to Waller connection is going to be too much. It's the, it's the first game where we'll have the whole offense out there. The whole tape will be out yeah. there. Open Everyone up. The healthy. Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I get a score prediction from you, Adriana? Let me get a score prediction. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's 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 what I like. See, got you in a trap now. <laughs> All right, I this is going to be optimistic. Thirty-one thirteen. Wow. That's an ass whooping. Yeah, that's, that's wow. Okay. Listen, I feel like if yeah. the offense can put it together, they can put it together and they're going to go off. Like there's no in between. I think they're either going to kill it and they're going to put up a ton of points or they're not. But I feel like our defense is going to be able to hold their offense to not a lot of points. I'm going to hmm. say 27 20 Giants. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Five touchdowns. It feels right. It feels it right. Feels. Deep down okay. in my plan. Deep down. We'll find out soon enough. And lastly. Oh, inside jokes. <laughs> what is this team's record come the playoffs? I'm not going to be a coward. I'm going to stick with my original, yeah, have my high-level prediction, which is 11 and 6. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm high on the Giants and other stuff. And I'm going to say 11 and 6, <laughs> New York Giants. See, I've been saying eleven and six because Hefe has, but me and Spiro broke this down in New York Revival. We have ten and ten and seven. That is way more um, likely. Yeah, we have ten and seven, and Hefe has a eleven and six. But you know, we ride with our brother on New York Revival, so eleven and six is <laughs> my man. <laughs> well, count me in because I think they're going to be eleven and six. I think they're going to sweep the Cowboys and they're going to split with Ooh. the Eagles. Woo! That's a hot take. All right. Okay. Full I like this. I like this here. I mean, because like yeah, we, we play the Eagles twice <laughs> deep in the season, so we may be playing for something and they may not. You never know. But if you're saying we beat the 
Eagles straight up, then give me some of that. But I don't think it's going to happen that. yet. <laughs> nah, we'll see. Nah. We'll find out soon enough. It's a better yeah. roster in the league, but we'll see. I know. But we can do it. If everyone's healthy, I think we really have a good shot at beating them at least once this year. We'll put up a better fight than last year. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. If everyone's I healthy, so. for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's funny how we got to be like, everyone has to be healthy. It's I not know. like, can we beat them? It's like, if no. everyone's healthy, we might win. We might. It's not like a definite, right? We're it's dated. like, we might. Like, let's hope. I mean, like I said, the, the, all of us could agree, man. Philly just has that roster, man. It's probably the best roster in the league, hands down, still. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I think the Giants has a little ways to go. Oh, my God. Is that. Hi, buddy. We're just wrapping up the show. Uncle Eli, yeah. say hello. I know you get. You, you, Can you I'll say go you Giants? Go Giants. There you oh, go. Adorable. All right. So cute. All yes. right. We will end on that note. Tell everyone where they can find you guys and New York Revival. Go for yes. it, Eli. Oh, yeah. All right. It. Cool. Uh, they can find uh, us, man, at New York Revival on Twitter and at us on New York Revival underscore on IG. You can follow me. Yes, me and only me, your boy. I am Eli Rax. Exactly how I just said it is exactly how I spelt on all platforms. I am Eli Rax on Twitter and IG as well. So catch us there, man. And um, you guys can catch us every Tuesday night right here on YouTube too, man, live for your entertainment. And boy, we got some guests. She's getting the exclusive right now. We got some guests lined Ooh. up for you. You don't want to miss. Ugh, it's looking there you ugly go. You heard season. it here first. That's it. The exclusive, baby. That was I'm good. Sorry, yeah, that was that was a good summary. I'm not going to beat that. It's getting very loud in my house right now. So but I am. Uh, you can, so you can find my brother El Jefe, no. right? Get yeah, Get. I'm sorry. El Jefe at Jefe Pill. J E F E P I L. All right. And uh, yeah, that's about my time. It looks like. <laughs> Yo, you know what? My brain actually just like turned off because I was like, "What the hell is this at?" Sorry, man. I was like, "Oh." Psst. You just totally calmed out on me, man. That's that's my day I'm having, brother. That's the day. But go pack. I'm sorry. Yeah. No worries. This is all hopefully this is a uh, fixed in post. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Thank you for having right. us. You're the best, Thank Adrian. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll we'll do it again. Absolutely. Hands down. Thank right. you so much for having us, man. This is fun as usual. Mm-hmm.